everybody. Welcome to I Love You Anyway. This is episode 107. And before I introduce my guests today, um, just wanted to say hi and catch up a little bit. Uh, again, it's been a while since the last episode, and rather than keep apologizing for that, I'm just going to say that that's how it's going these days. Um, I'm having a hell of a time just getting myself up and out and through my business, my daily business, Uh, and I'm sure some of you can relate, and those who can't, well, I envy you. Um, You know, I, I used to, I mean, I feel like I've been depressed all my life, but I no longer want to identify as a depressive. I want to find a way to uh, change my perspective and be happier about things. And not even happier, just just sort of, uh, you know, awake and alive and present and curious and hopeful and... You know, one of the best ways for me to do that is to to be around other people. Um, And of course, when I'm feeling like I've been feeling, the last thing I want to do is be around other people. And that's the trap. So I'm doing what I can to um, take care of myself in the meantime. And I am making an effort to reach out to folks and... uh, that's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is that I get to connect with my fellow humans and sometimes with old friends. So um, that's what's happening here. Uh, I got to talk to my friend Bill Hunt, and it's been a long time since we've had any kind of contact, um, and even longer since we've sat down face-to-face and talked so it was great. I had a really nice time. And um, I think I will just let you enter into it rather than tell you what it was like. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to say that uh, I don't talk about this much, but I make uh, music for this show. For every episode, I make new, unique music. Um, and I always make at least one piece of music specifically for my guest. And, um, and then sometimes my guest is also a musician and I like to use some of their music as well. So, uh, you'll hear an example of each in this episode and, um, then I'll tell you what you heard. Okay. Uh, let's get talking to Bill. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, good to be here. And um, we we did we talked a little about where we could possibly go, but um, I I I was saying. Well, one thing I'll say is that when I first I think we met at Colossal Pictures. Is that correct? We met I, working either at, there or around. Certainly in that scene of of uh, people. Yeah, yeah, and around that time, 
the mid mid nineties, maybe the mid nineties. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I remember when I first heard of you, I, I think I might've heard the legend of Bill before actually meeting you. And, but the, but the legend consisted mainly of like a couple of near death like, experiences. You the, the fact that I'm hard to kill. Yeah. That was kind of, that was kind of how you yeah. were known. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, for a while. Yeah. I think, I think so. Cause right when, when you met me, I think I had just gotten over the, uh, cancer thing. So, um, yeah. And then yeah, there was, was the fall. There was a fall that was yeah, major, the, right? Well, the, that was, well, <laughs> I was going to say that was worse. I'm not sure which, which one, one of them was worse. Ne- um, neither was great. Well, well, the, I mean, the fall was bad because it, it happened on like the third day that I moved to the city. Um, oh, really? I didn't hear that part of it. Yeah, it was the first weekend uh, day and I'd moved to the city and I was staying with some um, friends from Texas who were already living here and... We decided to go out and, you know, see some sights and, you know, do some stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> some fun stuff. Uh, yeah, some some fun stuff. And we went out to Land's End, you know, the big uh, 100 feet cliffs out there. And, right. And we went out there to watch the sunset, watch the sunset, and all that went fine. But somehow I went sort of wandering off on my own and, and found myself on a trail that then ended up not really exactly being a trail. And it was getting really dark. And... So I wasn't really panicking, but I also couldn't really find my way back to, you know, I was on the cliff edge on this little ledge somehow um, without seeing exactly how I got there or how to get back the way that I'd come. So um, I basically just needed to, to reach up as, as far as I could reach my hand and grab the top where the, where the top of the cliff was up there. And I grabbed it and, the stuff was just all loose and, and I just crumbled away. It crumbled away and I slipped off the, off the thing and fell uh, down to the beach. Holy shit. You fell the whole, the whole like hundred feet down to the beach. Um, like hitting things along the way or I, did you just, that, I'm, just I'm like a little a... unclear. Cause I don't, you know, I don't have perfect recollection of, of how the fall really went. Cause I, all I can remember is the big thud and Oof. then I was out and then, did you feel it? Did you feel yourself hit? I have I have this recollection of it that it's not exactly a, yeah, you know, it's it's not a, a coherent feeling, but it it is like a it's like if you hit like a wall really hard and just blacked out immediately, yeah, you know, it was like that. I think. Were but, you uh, was were you conscious of? I mean, the falling part must have been fucking terrifying. Like the knowing knowing that that like you. Well, the thing is, from the time of of the fall until four days later in the hospital like i have these very vague almost like like it was actually kind of like a near-death experience i have these memories that of being like i was on the beach but it it had transformed into like a, a desert scape whoa and um the light was incredible like the sun was just really really bright yeah, it wasn't Even like it, it, it wasn't at... like any tunnel of light or anything like that. It was just like this bright light that I almost couldn't look up at. You know, and I just, that that's kind of the. But then, like, I could see these sort of shadowy figures mill, milling around that actually sort of reminded me of like a film crew or something almost like like they had like equipment or, of uh-huh. some sort. It was. I don't know, it was really... Were those the paramedics? Or... That, see that that's probably what it probably bled in and into to, to me. It looked like they because I was. My recollection was I was down there yelling, help, help, help. And they were just like, 
running around like doing other stuff uh-huh. kind of and like almost like walking right past me did but, you come to and yell help or, or well i don't know okay and i mean they did they, they came down with a helicopter and and got me that way but i, I don't have any recollection of, of that but were, was but, it your friends who found you or was no it, like, it, was some, the, it was the helicopter it was like the they co- went the back and, card, and uh, said our friend is missing and yeah they called the fire department and uh, wow. and i think it was something like five o'clock in the morning, the helicopter got, I, like I, I laid down the, down on the beach for probably four plus hours down there. Uh, Jesus. Uh, but t- I don't totally you know, unconscious. And... Yeah. Well, for the, for the most part, not, not in, in conscious in any kind of normal yeah. way. Cause I don't really have true recollection of it. The, the, all, all the recollection I have of it was, like I said, the whole scenery changed, everything changed. Yeah. Like I wasn't on a beach the cliff or anything it was all just this big open desert have you read or yeah. heard about other people's near-death experiences and are there any because that sounds like some that i've read about where there's it, it the, sounds like it sounds a little typical yeah the bright like, light like, especially uh, yeah i know especially because because <laughs> it was yeah it was it wasn't and it wasn't this like it was almost like just you couldn't look at it sort of light it wasn't mm. a pleasant like go into the light it was like, like ah that's really that's okay. really bright and like you know needed to shield my eyes from it sort of scenario yeah but i also had no idea what happened to me and why i couldn't move i just knew i I was like stuck on the sand and couldn't move and you felt that like you emotionally at least you felt like that sensation of like i can't i definitely felt the like yeah like like there's something wrong with me Mm. i don't know what it is i can't move and why are these fucking people like, yeah. not helping me. Right. They're just wandering around <laughs> on, the, on the film set, ignoring me, the so, principal actor. So yeah, then I, you know, I, and then were you in a coma for four days? Is that they, I think they kept me out because they did surgery and stuff. Um, and then when I, even when I came to, I was so much on morphine that I had only a pretty vague recollection of like where I was or what it, like it took a few days to even like kind of, get my memory back of like, you know, who I am or really, you know, like how I got, like, I didn't have any like clear notion of like where I was or how I got there or why I was there for the, like, for the, a few the first days. couple of days, wow. I think. And was that super start, scary or it disorienting? Was, or? It's, it would have been except for it, the morphine was so, it was so much that <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was, it was like, God, this is weird. But like, you, you know, I don't know if you've, done much morphine but but uh <laughs> done it, it makes yeah. you kind of not care a whole lot it's like yeah, it's just weird but you know feels, yeah feels all right I'm floating it's okay. <laughs> yeah so and then so you must have had like internal bleeding and organ well it, yeah i had shit. like two broken ribs that, that punctured both my lungs so oh. uh, that was probably the worst like as far as like what almost would have killed me if they hadn't you know got, yeah. gotten there but then yeah i broke the ankle, the tibia, the femur, and the hip on on the right side. Just the tibia mm. on the left side, and um, just various other like you know, just <laughs> a brain contusions and, and, and things. contusions, yeah, and, and such. But, and your head was okay, like you didn't yeah, that, crack did, your didn't, skull. Didn't hit like I scraped I, I scraped my face, so I had this big rash thing okay. over half my face but that's all yeah i didn't didn't bump the head i think i landed on my feet wow or kind of on my right yeah you know, on one foot oh my god that's side there so so then yeah then it was 
three weeks in general hospital and then uh, off to grandma's house. And, and is that <laughs> and, where you in Roseburg, recouped? Texas, for another almost three months? Yeah, I, I would imagine two. two yeah, two months. Because yeah, I was. It took me a month and a half just to get out of bed, and then like you know, crut like yeah, everything. The physical therapy. And yeah, all that. for before I could really walk well, it was almost a year, really. Wow. And in the meantime, like the the like right what like th I think it was like three or four days after I got back from uh, being at my grandma's house, the '89 earthquake happened. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because I was still I was still back at that that uh, my Texas friend's house there, and, and we were sitting there watch about to watch the ball game. We had. We were drinking scotch, uh -huh. and in the middle of the day, wa watching the World Series about to start. Do you, do you remember? We're, we're, I wasn't I here yet. Here, but no. I don't know if you were watching. It was the the A's against the Giants. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of either because I hadn't. I moved here in '92, so I. Well, I, yeah, I'd I just gotten I'm, here. I didn't care about baseball yeah, at all. But, but that's but, a good fun, hometown it was a fun series thing to, be, to be doing. But I just got back on my feet, and then that, the earthquake hit, and I was like, "Oh no, Jesus. I'm going back to the hospital. The, no way. The world is ending. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't. I had never heard that it was three days after you moved here. That's yeah. And you moved here from Texas? No, I I, I moved here from well. I was living in Northampton, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, strangely enough, um, what were you doing there? Art. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Art and music and and bartending. Okay. Uh, just living, being yeah, a, just, a youngster. Just yeah, being being a youngster. I, I had friends that I, I was living in Boston before, and mm. um, I had friends that had gone to UMass, and they decided to move back. Uh, out to Western Mass, and I decided to go with them, even though I'd never been to the town until I, I actually moved there. But, but like, so did you move there from Texas? I moved there from Boston. For, okay, did you? Did you I move? moved. I moved to to Boston from Texas. That, okay, that, that was about my initial like fleeing big jump fle okay yeah the initial fleeing we can, it we really can, was fleeing texas I, that's kind of what i was getting <laughs> to is like i was wondering when that yeah happened because yeah. it seems like it must be now that happened like um basically my third year of college i didn't still didn't really have any focus i was spending too much money i was racking up loans mm -hmm. um, where were you in college uh ut um, Austin. Austin, yeah. Did you enjoy it for the oh, for the? Well, I, years? That's, I enjoyed it way too much. Yeah, um, yeah. I was you not doing I mean, the work. Yeah, I was too. I, I was a little immature at, at eighteen years old, and and ecstasy had just hit the bars. Oh Jesus! And was you know like very very readily available. So I that, remember that. that. I was, lived in. That Austin was a real hindrance to, to go into class at the time. So. I can imagine. Um, did did you wait? So what years was that when you were eighty? Well, I graduated high school in eighty three, so it was like eighty three, eighty four, and eighty five. Okay, I was there. And it was a great music scene. Yep. You know, like I said, uh, yeah, it was fun, fun times, but but I, but not worth like racking up like <laughs> lifelong debt. Right. Over. So I, I decided to like take a break basically, and, and had moved back to Houston. Okay. And were you born in Houston? I was born in Rosenberg, Texas. That's, that's where your grandma. Uh, yeah, was, okay. uh, where my grandma lives. There, um, family goes back there, like back to the original fort that established Texas. Actually, really? Yeah. It, Strangely like, enough, original yeah. the original it was the, original like Fort Ben. It was the original like first you know 
Texas Fort of America. That's in Rosenberg? Yeah, uh, in Rosenberg, Richmond, yeah. It's right, right on the oh, Brazos wow. River there. That's cool. Um, yeah, it is kind of a cool little historic place uh, that's so close to Houston that it's, you know, kind of Houston. Uh, yeah. But there's still, odd, you know, there's still oddly cow fields even in Houston. <laughs> like in the city of Houston, there, there'll be like a few random like tall buildings and then a cow field. Still to this Still, day. Still, I think to this day. That's amazing. You know, at least fairly recently when I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's an odd city. Yeah, I've been there, but I I didn't spend enough time to get a sense of it other than that it's odd and and not typical of it's, Texas in some ways. No, I mean it's a, it's a really kind of an interesting city now because from what I read anyway, it's become like the most diverse city in in the nation. Really? Which kind of makes sense to me because it was going that way even back then like, when I lived like, there. Like uh, just like racially lot, diverse. Racially diverse. Okay. Uh, you know, LGBT, like the, like, like there was already like a, there was like, well, I was friends with, with some gay folks when I was in, in high school and, and uh -huh. there was quite a, you know, there was quite a robust gay scene. It's kind there. of amazing. Like, it was pretty on the down low, but, yeah. but like there was, you know, there was one club in, in, in town that would let, let the underage gay and gay friendly Right, youth uh, come to dance. And, I remember and, hearing about that when I lived in Austin. That it was probably the same place. Yeah, probably still, one, still. kind of one place. Yeah, because yeah, people would go to Houston specifically for that club. Yeah, it was a great, and place. it became a big DJ scene in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, it was. That's it was a cool. cool. It was a cool place. So, did you yeah. like growing up there a little bit, or did you? Oh, you... I liked it a, a, a lot. I mean, okay. I mean, it it had some major downsides. I mean. Um, did you get beaten up by cowboys and yes. things like that? <laughs> that's the mo yeah, that's the that's, that's the I mean that's that's the major downside. It was really, you know, at that time the town was pretty rural still and like my you know, my high school was there's lots like real cowboys with the big belt buckles yeah. and the hat and like the pickup truck saw and, and like yeah, the, the whole and they didn't the like them weird deal. weirdos they, and long hairs. You know, I I don't know, like I People, there was definitely, my friends got, my friends that were actually gay got it certainly much worse than, than I did. Yeah. I was just adjacent and, and, you know, I did, I did definitely get beaten up for yeah. just being a punk. Just by association. Like, well, and just being a punk and, you know, you know. Like a punk, I, punk like punk music? Well, punk, punk music, but also just, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know. Asking for it a little be, bit? Yeah, kind of asking for it sometimes, okay. you know, because, you know, there was... Well, you know, in, in high school, there's always cliques, but like, you know, like the, the cowboy clique was particularly, you know, you wanted to mess with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. It's the equivalent yeah. of the jocks kind of yeah. in, in the mainstream. Yeah. The, there, they were, kind, they were kind of, you know, they're both, they were sort of the same crowd, but like, you know, there was, there was definitely jocks that weren't, you know, that they called them kickers. Oh, actually, shit kickers or, or it was short for shit kickers, I, I think. But but yeah, okay. that's that's what they called the. Was that considered a derogatory? No, term, that's, what that, they, that's, what the, the, that's what they called they, themselves. They owned yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, they owned that. That's funny. <laughs> so did you have a sense when you were growing up that uh, of what was outside of Texas or outside mm, of Houston? No, or, no, not, not not much. I mean, we, we had uh, I had relatives in in uh, Louisiana, so. We did, I did spend a decent amount of time there, and, and my dad lived in, in, well, various different places, L.A., Orange County. Uh, so From an early age? Yeah, he was from, from really, yeah. They, they split up when I was one. So, uh, And how much did you and, see him? I saw him 
roughly four times I came out to California to visit him and maybe two more times that he came to Texas and that's yeah, in so all of that time all, all your that childhood? Time, yeah all that time yeah he's definitely not around yeah what was that like oh well, I mean it was one of those things it's like you don't never seemed like it was you know any different than um I don't know you don't know you don't notice what you don't have I don't think you know? but you didn't compare like, yourself to other friends who not, had not so parents. much because I mean from what I could see like they're like from the from the dads around there that I could see like hey, what's up I'm not sure what the real upside yeah, is you might to, have uh, it better off than... might have it better off like my grandmother could be pretty manly too but really well, was she, she a hard ass she was a little bit of a hard, like was she like she grew, tried she, and true she grew up a, on a, like yeah on a farm like okay. in the you know in the teens and twenties holy shit so can you even she, imagine she, like, what that life was it like? is hard like her her stories are great but. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you know, still going to the outhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, her whole life. I yeah. Mean, up, well, up until you know, moving up, into up, the up until the, yeah, she left the farm. And um, what about your mom? What was she into or doing for work or anything? Well, she had me when she was eighteen. Wow. So she hadn't really gotten a whole lot going on. And then yet, um, she got a job at um, the Ralston Purina Feed Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the only you know, only work in town for per, a lot time. Of I mean, it was actually it was a it was a when I think of like all the possible jobs in that area, I, like it's it was a pretty good one. She mm-hmm. was like the office manager there, and you know I think she started out as someone's secretary, but she you know she worked her way up to you know being the office manager, and I was like that's pretty good. And then you know she had the full idea in the eighties to her and the foreman of the warehouse both quit and opened up a barbecue restaurant. Holy shit. That's amazing. <laughs> was it a fool idea? Well, was it, I mean, they, it's not you successful. Know, she, she worked there until, you know, she died pretty much. But, oh really? But, uh, it depends on what you measure, you know, success. Like they never made, they worked all the time. They were always there. Yeah. They made enough money to live on. Okay. Uh, was she dating this? I mean, did they become no, a well, pr- it was, you know, partner? <laughs> I don't Unclear. know. Okay. What, you know. But he wasn't like your stepdad or he anything? Was, no, he was married. Um, okay. And, you know, I had my suspicions uh-huh. over the years. I mean, she, she, they certainly spent more time together than he, he ever spent with his wife because they, okay. like, they were there like 12 hours a day to, right. together. Just, just the, the two place. of them running it. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, probably a good chance something went down yeah or was already going down yeah maybe that's how it started place, but, um uh, did that so wait she did that while you were still living at home and like no it, I, it, I no oh you said uh, the 80s so yeah it was pretty much right when i when i left okay. uh, and you're an only child i'm an only child yeah um so then so when you moved from houston to boston that was your like you had no <laughs> idea what the rest of the world was like or what not too much and yeah me and my me and my roommate were actually we were living in pretty grim, but fun, fun but grim. Like we found this old, very dilapidated house mm-hmm. on this really strange block in Houston, like okay. right in the cool part of the city, like like uh, like where that bar was, like the Montrose area. But the whole block was just really dilapidated, uh-huh. and there were you know, several bands on the block, and and. There were these like the neighbors across the street like made acid, <laughs> and but like we paid very very little rent. And do then, you remember what it was? I'm trying to like think. Two if or three hundred. It was, it was about two. It was two something a month, and then we 
my roommate was a scary dude. Kind of, I mean, he wasn't like really, but he he appeared to be a, and, and actually kind of was a scary dude. But he was my he was my friend, so he wasn't scary to me. But he he pretty much intimidated our our landlords out of our our last like four or five months of rent there. Really? They 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 would come. There was this. I mean, it was it was run by this like very low rent management company um, called Scotac. Um, that um, they would actually literally come to our door to to personally collect the rent check. Probably because they and, had to. Like that was the only way they'd ever get it. Maybe so. But but my my roommate uh, met him at the door and said, "Oh no, we already paid this month." Really? And, and, and kind of gave him the For like five months. Kind of gave him like the, the eye, and and they they kind of left us alone. But I mean, the place was like there were broken windows and yeah. like it, it was not like it leaked. <laughs> The whole yeah. place, but leaked. it was big, and, and and we were able to, we turned a whole big room into a practice space by like putting mattresses, like all around, <laughs> all around everything, and like nailing carpet onto it. And, and so you stuff. could kind of do whatever you and wanted. It, you could really do a lot there, and and it was right next to the, like, like a fifteen lane freeway, Holy like shit. elevated freeway that was like you know right past the houses on the other side. So, so could, the noise could, would drown out anything it, would, it kind of would that and and we could go up on you know the freeway overpass there and you know take uh you know what our, our neighbors were cooking up across the street and really and enjoy the uh there's just infinite like rows of, of traffic just, that know, sounds just it was a pretty pretty cool place for a while there yeah so you uh, did you get into playing guitar early i did yeah um i mean if you want to call it playing but like like we we had a band that um actually my roommate was a drummer and he was a very good drummer and that's the only reason the band like was okay uh-huh gotta have a good drummer yeah like that kind of held it kind of held everything together what um, was the band called we were initially called lethal injection uh-huh. <laughs> sounds about right and then but then we found this big uh like vinyl sign um uh, it was basically the trash company. It's called Western Waste, so uh, we changed the name to Western Waste so we could good. so we could use the sign back, you know, when we played. Because there was, I mean, there was a this very cool venue called the Apocalypse Monster Club that someone had just rented out a big old storage space out in the sort of boonies and turned it into a like got a bunch of thrift store couches and 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 made a venue that that would have like these you know six band extravaganzas every weekend. Nice. And, you know, anyone could play pretty much. So <laughs> I love shit like that. Was, doesn't it feel like that stuff will never happen again? Like it, yeah, it kind of does. Does I, anybody I, have the the balls to do that kind of like? You know, there's some, or, there's so I mean, much litigation the, that right, and or this. I mean, maybe in places like that. I, mean, I can't imagine it happening here just because yeah. everything's so expensive. Well, actually, like, my I have a friend in Detroit who does that kind of stuff. Right, Detroit would be the place to do it. Yeah, it's still a little bit wild west. And well, there's can, still empty places that you can probably just, you know, get and and yeah, do stuff like that. Get and use yeah. without license. Now, I like Detroit. I I I hadn't been until a couple of years ago and, and Oh yeah, like, uh, first time there? Yeah. What were uh, you doing there? Uh friend's birthday party. Nice. Um, had us all out there, and then uh, it's gonna visit. Uh, can I say Jason? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's J- Jason up um, on the uh, up at the lake. You went up, up to there. Empire. Yeah, nice. That's great. Yeah, it was it was a fun trip. Michigan is very pretty. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
It's so green. Yeah, I th- I yeah. think about Detroit as a as a possible future home because it's, it's one of the few places where you could actually buy a piece of land and it uh, does have a house, seem you know? like in in a way appealing. Like mm. in in other ways, like I don't think I can have like just judging by my my couple of years that I spent in New England and New York, like I. Though not I did not the like the weather. I, I really the I'm, cold I'm specifically. Such, yeah, the cold specifically. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. It's, it's if you're a West Coaster or a Texan, it's kind of it's kind of intense, like in, it, in, a, in a way that I that I just couldn't get used to. And you never really I, do. I mean, if you're from there, you you're used to it. You just grow up. You're better at it. Yeah, you're just better yeah. at it. And you and to you, springtime is like the the first time the snow begins to melt there's still snow everywhere right. but it's like this sunny it's the first sunny day and you're out in shorts no there and, there is some real like you know i remember that in, in in boston but like but i was so just shocked i couldn't believe how much snow could be like in in a city show and how it would just stay there yeah, for, for months <laughs> just get like we just turn worse and worse yeah it would turn and to ice and, to and ice like the, and, the all the soot and slush uh-huh. from the from the roads would just pile up in these like gray embankments that was like every we well i don't know what it's like now because the weather's changed so much but there used to be regular blizzards like every every season you'd expect a couple blizzards and there would just be several feet of snow would just show up overnight yeah that's that's my my recollection of the the boston winters anyway was was very much like that sometimes yeah like snow like within a few hours, like up to your cross. Isn't it crazy? It is crazy. I kind of like it. I mean, I, I miss well, I, I miss having that drastic of a seasonal change. I like having had that experience. I yeah, mean, that, but you're sure. done. You're but, done. Well, I mean, I've been here an awful long time. That's a have you, but uh, yeah. Like when when you get used to non weather, then when 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 you have weather, it it seems you know kind of. You forget how how harsh how it can be, intense it can be. Well, the yeah. summers are no fun there either. It's super swampy and. I know. It's, well, it's like the, a similar summer to what I grew up in. Yeah, yeah I guess you, just, you had some yeah. familiarity. Very humid, very hot. So, do you think you like you? We talked a little bit about you. Well, we could. Can we get? Can we transition into your current living <laughs> yeah. situation? Is that right? Yeah, to, yeah. To talk about. Yeah, yeah. We can. Or do you want to go to Boston first? No, no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just talking. Okay. Well, so we said. Stuff, I mean, you had said yeah. that you probably will not rent again in this city, which I can totally relate to. Because where would you be able to afford to live? Yeah, not, not. Um, but not really. a, a few years ago, you or how many? Four years ago or so? You, three, three years ago. Um, well, four, four years ago, I. Me and the wife um, separated. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved next door to our neighbor's place that had a, a basement apartment for rent for eighteen hundred a month, <laughs> and with just like and, little window, little yeah, store windows. And... I mean, it had it had some sliding glass doors, it, and it mm-hmm. had a nice backyard. But but you know that it was it was bleeding me, uh, and just the prospects were definitely not look, looking good for any situation other than living with roommates which mm. honestly i just <laughs> yeah i c- couldn't stomach after you know having my own house for 20 years yeah uh, i can't there. either um so i moved into a van okay <laughs> what kind of van is it it is a dodge a 2000 dodge pleasure way um our 
I guess you'd call it an RV. It's it's still it's still a van, but it has it it had well it had <laughs> RV amenities and and until uh, like a fridge and a, a yeah. I mean, it, it still sort. does have all that stuff, but I had to re you know that that's you know you can you can cut this up in any order you want. But, okay. But well, you can jump just, ahead. We're, to... we're jumping jumping around here, but but uh, yeah, for a year and a half or so, I I lived I lived in the thing as is. Everything. I mean, I, I tricked it out with a solar system and all you mm. know, all the stuff that I I needed to do all the things that I need to do. Yeah. Um, and um, that was all going pretty well. The only mistake I made is is I ordered a lithium battery. Uh, from Alibaba because uh, it was cheap because <laughs> it was cheap much much cheaper than buying one from anywhere in the United States uh-huh. and uh, after about four months of it work, working fine uh, it burst into flames um, luckily I was in there sitting right in, in front of it and well luckily or unluckily because well was, if you was, hadn't been it would have if been, I hadn't been it would have burned be to, to completely to the ground because yeah. lithium burns like like the heat of the sun okay <laughs> but uh yeah but you I, saw I, I was happen. able to hop out and i grabbed i grabbed a fire extinguisher thinking i'm gonna I'm a thing and, and yeah it it ran out pretty quick and it hadn't even done anything i think was just bla- blazing in there and where so, in the van was it like where is it positioned right next to the bed so it's just burning the shit out of your living quarters yeah uh so but i i did get the fire department um quickly and they were there in like two minutes two or three minutes probably very 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 quickly nice um which managed to save a a fair amount of stuff actually uh, other than the actual like interior of the van that completely (laughs) burned up and and or was completely destroyed by them spraying two giant fire hoses from the front and the back just for like oh five minutes, just filling the whole thing up with water. Did anything? You, you were able to salvage stuff I, from. I it? had two guitars in there that, three guitars in there that that um, all made it out. Wow. In, in playable condition. Did you grab them and get out? I with didn't. Them no, they, they were, they were in just there? in like they they were up in the front and it was in the back and 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 or one of them was in the back but it was in this closet thing so it, you know, it burned through the door but it. it I guess they just got there right in time before it got the, the, wow. all the stuff inside. Were there but, things uh, that you lost that you are still regretful? Uh, not really. Losing? I mean, is it anything irreplaceable? I, nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could say lot, lots of things are irreplaceable, but like, I don't know. I I, I got a, I had a car break in that that was worse as far as losing something that that is truly irreplaceable. Um, mm. And even that, like, I thought, like, well, it was a guitar that, like, my first real guitar, like, and and it was a valuable guitar, mm. and it, it it got taken out of my trunk, um, and that hurt for like a day. Oh, but then it was like, I haven't played that guitar, and you know, it doesn't tune. Uh-huh. I haven't played it in fifteen years, really, like, other than just picking it up and like noodling around because it it doesn't tune properly. And it's like maybe someone will get a really great deal on it and they'll play it all the time and it'll be, you know, that's a good again. way to look at it. But you know, it was like a 73 Les Paul. It was a pretty oh, kind wow. of nice guitar, but, um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, as far as the van, you know, like shit, like my computer and iPad and, you know, all, all, Melted. all, all, all yeah, all, all replaceable shit. Yeah. But so, did you have files on there? I, that- 
I did. I, I stupidly, I did still lose some files. Yeah, like reco- no, music no, recordings and stuff. Yeah, but nothing of any real like. It would only be important if 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 somehow I became very famous and someone really wanted to complete uh, your whole your whole <laughs> the whole deal lexicon. like you know like yeah. there's a whole bunch of like half finished Garage Band songs and stuff like like that on okay. there. We're, the only thing that that I r- regretted is. Um, me and my son were working on a project together in like a 3D animation thing, and I'd, we'd done a whole bunch of concept art that I lost. Oh shit! But could you redo it? Yeah, but it just, it just took a lot of time. It was, you know how I don't know if you ever tried to make things in 3D, but it takes it takes. Uh, yeah, just, I gave up uh, immediately because it's just so <laughs> it takes time such consuming. a long, long time. You know? Yeah, like, like we designed. Well, I let him do do most of the design. You know, mm-hmm. sort of roughly on paper of you know all these sort of different like futuristic submarine ships designed after sea creatures and nice. you know, things were looking pretty good but uh, and anyway, how, and well, what age was he when he was doing this he was 9 10 okay yeah does he he's, still draw does he like to oh draw? he's he's god he's becoming such a good drawer really yeah do you think he uh, did he when he was younger? Did he spend he, a lot of time watching you? Had, do, well, we've always we've always drawn together. Nice, um, nice. and and so, and he's always been very encouraged. That's um, good. And now, I mean, at, at school, like you know, he, he's at Soda, so he's uh, he gets two hours a day. Uh, that's mostly what they're doing in there, like so drawing cool. and making stuff. And I didn't and, know he was uh, at Soda. Like, that's awesome. It's School of the Arts. That's great. So is that what he wants to pursue? Well, he's in the he's in the architecture and design department. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if. I mean, he he has drawn buildings since he was like three years old. That almost has sort of been his focus. So maybe maybe architecture is it. Huh. On the other hand, he doesn't seem particularly interested in in like any kind of real buildings or anything like that. So. Yeah. But um, he would draw like but interiors fantasy, fantasy of dream buildings. houses and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I yeah, love that shit. Like that. I loved yeah. doing that as a kid. And then you know, just lots of Minecraft. <laughs> oh, really? So he's he is he gets the building part. Like, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it seems like a little limited. Everything's got to be a cube. But, yeah, but you know. Yeah, I remember thinking that was such a weird thing that that took off, given how much the the graphics had improved all the, all the, over all the years right the limit it like they stuck with the same limitations and, yeah and, and square cows and square and, sheep and oh it's huge group. among the the that age kids are here i think there's a pretty broad range isn't there of age i think there, there, like, there is people actually, who get way yeah, into he, it he, he watches a lot of adults planted on youtube it's so amazing there are a surprising number of adults that just I think that's just their thing they just play Minecraft on yeah and, uh, well there's something cool about being able to fabricate your whole universe yeah. even if it is so, blocky you yeah know? I agree and you know and any you know really creating anything like is from scratch yeah it's kind of awesome <laughs>
So did you, were you making art and stuff when you were young too? Or were you? Yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't too much encouraged with it. Um, I don't know. My mom kind of stayed out of, (laughs) of my, from what I can remember, like, like, yeah, she wasn't too terribly involved in, in, my activities in general, mm. you know, she, she was, you know, which I, I don't blame her because, you know, when, when I was 12, she was 30. Right. You know? <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Did so, it feel, did you recognize that? That like, oh, we're not I, even that I knew she apart. liked to party. Oh, really? Even yeah. then? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was still I mean, partying? Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she was single and... Uh, Ready to mingle? <laughs> Pretty, you know, she, she certainly, you know, she wasn't, wild and crazy but 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 she you know she was a a 20 something in the 70s and Mm. and yeah there's stuff going around (laughs) were you allowed to do whatever you wanted that's the thing yeah i kind of just was on my kind of mostly on my own as 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 far as that went um Mm -hmm. do you feel like that shaped who you are today to have that kind of freedom or maybe i mean yeah yeah probably i mean i i think it it might have made me like maybe maybe the combination of that and, and growing up like pretty poor all the time made me kind of feel like you know things are all right no matter like sort of where you are ups and downs um, mm-hmm. you know like th- things things can get grim but things generally just they they come and go yeah yeah so so you um, don't have a lot of attachments to I I really material stuff. I really I mean, especially or... now, like I've downsized enough to be in, in this place completely. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm parked literally a block from from my old house, uh-huh. and, and uh, you know, stay there. Well, with the exception of like the last couple of years, I've spent uh, the month of January down in Joshua Tree. Oh, cool. Down, there's there's a big just dry lake bed that you can just go and stay sort of indefinitely. Really? At, it's and you go there all for the whole month. I have the last couple of years. Yeah, I've taken for about uh, uh, my son. I should say. Uh huh. <laughs> I've taken him down there uh, for about half the time. Comes down for part of, or my ex-wife uh-huh. <laughs> comes comes down for part of the time, and 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 then um, then I spend some time alone, and some friends from L.A. come. That's come awesome. And, uh, yeah, did did some psychedelics last. January that was uh, hadn't hadn't done in, in a long time and, and found out that they're very they're still, still very strong yeah <laughs> and that's a good place to test it out it was a very good place to test it out it was a little, awesome. little heavier like it was in the form of a chocolate bar mm. which I hadn't experienced before so I I, I took what I, I would have normally considered just a regular sort of dose but right. it was actually ended up being much stronger than than, uh, <laughs> than I was anticipating but was that all right. It it was except for the like couple of hours in the middle, but both both me and my friend were kind of curled up in a ball <laughs> separately, right? <laughs> Praying to Separate your balls. to your maker. Like it's like okay, I, I'm, I'm I'm tired of being dissolved. Just let me come back together yeah. again. Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, it's been a long time though. Yeah, it had been for me too. Um, I remember you. I think you were the first person I ever heard of to do DMT. <laughs> and I remember you talking about the metallic elves, which I later learned was like a, a like almost a, a universal, like a universal, thing. <laughs> yeah. Which it wasn't when I did it. It was I didn't see the elves, but um, 
I I remember thinking that's the most insane thing. If that's yeah. if that's the what, through line what, for what did what did you see when when you did? I was well, I was really into the the surrounding nature, like flowers and things that were breathing and and. You know, it seemed like we were communicating on it. So you were still energetic. seeing the, the reality that was there. It wasn't completely covered up. With I like was the, until I I did my next. I, I requested a bigger dose because uh-huh, the first one didn't uh-huh. hit me enough. And uh, I mean, I kind of my whole life was requesting bigger doses or or just seeking them out. And uh, so I said, just lay it on me for the next <laughs> one. And and he did. And uh, my friend who was providing. And the, so the next time I spent looking at a fire. In, you know in a fire pit uh-huh. for the whole the whole time i was just i was in that world and it was there, there was like it was wasn't exactly metallic it was more like a digitized snake that was like you could see the pixels and you could see the uh-huh. and it was insane colors and moving around and yeah that's that's kind of like like metallic isn't even the right word i, I would i wouldn't say for the whatever the entities were the, yeah it, it was almost more like glow yeah like, yeah like almost something like weird and digital yeah. yeah it felt like a video game character come to life yeah um but for me it was a snake like a totally non-threatening snake but just a really beautiful thing that was like wrapping around right. itself and doing all kinds of you know uh, all, all of i mean I, yeah the whole rest of the trip was spent just staring into the fire and he was playing some cool electronic music that was helping and uh but uh, I kept waiting for the elves. I was like, "When when am I going to see a little trail of up? elves walking by?" You might have been. Maybe you were. So you were still think. You were still thinking about that when when you were in there. Yeah. Well, he kept. He kept. He thought something was wrong because I was able to like get up and walk around and do stuff. He's like, "Are you?" Because that. Like, yeah, that seems. Because some people, I guess, lose their shit complete, or they're just not anymore in their body. Or well, that's or, what I, I felt. I, I like the idea of like ma- making my body move doesn't seem likely i somehow was able to do it and i don't think it's because it was a a small dose i think i just have a superhuman ability when it comes to some (laughs) well um, everyone's everyone's brain's different yeah that's for sure i mean when i lived in austin that's probably the most drugs i've ever done (laughs) yeah for for the whole time i was there oh me too and it was everything it was anything and everything and often all together you know and there were times when I was on every drug that you could name at the same time. What and, was and what was your uh, preferred activity around there for uh, in did, Austin? Did you, go, did you go swimming hole and? I uh, wish I had done more of that. The, the crew yeah. I was hanging with was more into the cl- the club scene. Uh, yeah, and um, we did both. But yeah, I would have loved to do more. We did some swimming hole and like find a tree swing on the river uh-huh. and stuff. Um, but I well, we also there wasn't a lot of sleeping, and there so some of the daytimes were spent just like waiting until the next right you know, party or whatever but uh, well, we did all stay open so late there i mean like 6 a.m yeah we would go know, from and, and we would leave one bar at two to go uh-huh, to another to one another one at three or four right. or whatever and stay till six till the sun coming up yeah. yeah and then usually we'd go get beer like we'd to come down yeah, from we would, our ecstasy we would generally do that go then go to a house party yep. <laughs> and it was usually my house very similar experience yeah, yeah i think that's just oh, the, i'm glad the, it was never at my house yeah <laughs> oh, that, man, our people house. would like yeah they would take take the curtains and put them on real thick. So like, keep the night going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a, yeah. Don't let the sun in. <laughs> we had a couple of those where, uh, well, we just kind of forgot what time was and we were in our own universe and, uh, it what, was what super fun. Were, were you living there? 93 and four. Oh, so not that much longer than what I was there. 
it was still happening. It was still a really happening place, and it was super fun. And we, yeah, we went to, we did a lot of dancing and a lot of, not so much live music. We'd mostly go to, to clubs and well, yeah, We did more of that too. I mean, it, once again, my, I, like several of my friends were gay. So we went to some of the gay um, yeah. clubs. I mean, it seemed like those clubs were sort of every, I mean, they were called gay clubs, but, the, but they were certainly everybody. everyone was there. Though. Yeah. I never, I didn't even know. I mean, it, it was all pretty fluid. Like we had, it seemed, it seemed very much, yeah. Like, like whoever wanted to be there. Yeah. Could, could and I got there. into that. Like I was, I would, I would I make was, out with dudes and I would do, you know, on ecstasy, I, you don't really on, <laughs> care too much. It doesn't make a like, whole lot of difference. Yeah. Like that feels good. Like you can keep, you can, you know, I, all yeah. the, all your inhibitions, you know, just drift away. And you're, it's, and you could dance all you could night, dance long. all night long. Yeah. If you had acid, Would, especially <laughs> to <laughs> well, add in. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we had a real similar experience there, I think. Cause, yeah. Uh, I think that was fun. Was... All those flashing lights and everything it was just like, you could really get into some crazy altered states. That's, it was that's, really super fun. That's still in my memory, one of the best little chunks of time that I've had where it was just consistently, it was just ongoing yeah. good times. <laughs> and the next day you'd go get coffee and you'd see a bunch of people who were at the yeah. club with, and then you just keep it rolling. Yeah. Get it, get a couple forties or 64s. And, uh, and then I don't know if, if roofies had hit yet when you were there, but that became, uh, no, that no. was, that's when it got a little bit uglier. That, when, that sounds a little uglier, yeah. I didn't have any bad experiences, and thankfully, it, it wasn't yet known as the date rape drug. Right, well, that's, that, that's the thing. When it's it, like that, that's that's what comes to mind when I when yeah. I hear. No, but when it first hit the scene, it, it, I've never done it. Is it? It's a pleasant thing to do. I mean, or? pleasant is maybe a stretch. It's intense. Like you, you get really. Having said that, I've done every drug and and had a tolerance for everything. Mm-hmm. Rohypnol is probably the one thing that would just really knock you for a loop. Like you, especially mm. if you were also drinking, you'd, you'd <laughs> easily black out and be right. doing stuff that you wouldn't mm-hmm. see yourself doing. Right. Uh, well, it, I mean, still had fun, but, yeah. it, but it was probably not safe. Yeah. I'm not sure if I missed too much. No, you didn't miss one. too much. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I was happy that it wasn't. It's like I never got into the cough syrup thing either, but that, no, that, that I had friends. sounds interesting. I know I, I've talked to people who that, that, that swear, swear by the what, DMX or whatever. Like, but I'm, I have one I, friend who is insane. He's from Oklahoma city and he was like, he would robidose on a regular, <laughs> you know, regular basis. And then, and whatever else, like anything, yeah, he, yeah. He, they would walk. You, you must have known about wahooing beer, or maybe is that is that an Oklahoma? Th- he said, "Let's go wahoo some beer," and I said, "What do you mean?" And he's, he's like, "I'll show you." And we walk into like a Circle K or Seven Eleven or something, and we go straight into the cooler, like walk through the store back into the cooler, back into the walk-in cooler, and just yeah. he would just open up a case, and then he would open up a few others, and he would just start mixing and matching. It's like, oh, I'll take a six pack of this <laughs> and a little of this. And he'd stack up a couple cases and maybe grab a thing of Mad Dog on the way and walk out the door and go wahoo. <laughs> and that was it. And there's no, only there's I... only ever one person working there, and wow. the likelihood that they're going to chase you down is pretty low. And there right. wasn't surveillance all over the place. So well, I I would have I would have been scared to do that. I w- I was scared, I... but I did it with him, yeah. and I, mean, I was I... like, holy shit, this is what this is what you get into. Right. And then that same guy. I mean, he was fucking crazy. His name is Billy. And uh, one night he's like, he's like, he, he would never, he would never like tell you what he had planned, but he would just 
we'd be out together and, and then he'd like pull over pull over and he suddenly gets out of the car and he has a he already had like a hefty bag and a wrench and he went over to a an ac unit like on the outside of an office building and with the wrench he just knocked the valve straight off and then filled up this hefty bag full of freon wow and then took a huge he just huffed this whole huge thing Freon and I watched him what does that do? stiff as a board just falls flat back. He just went complete blackout wow. from standing to laying flat on his back. And his girlfriend was still in the car. Damn, we like I thought maniac. he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> he was a maniac. He and he would do that shit all the time. He was like wanted by the police all over town because they knew him for all these different things and there were broken AC units all around his neighborhood. I, it's funny, I did when when I was first living in the city, we did one night in a bar we met a guy that seems sort of like that guy. This guy was older though. Uh-huh. He was like, he claimed that he was like, you know, and he probably was. We met him in Chinatown at this at this bar in Chinatown. And he claimed that he was like one of the beats, basically. Oh, um, okay, a and beat poet. He knew he knew all the all all the guys back in the day. But he was like, he he would he took us in the Safeway and he did the same thing. He grabbed all this booze and just just carried it out like like he knew like exactly what place. he was doing. Yeah, and, and we were all like damn <laughs> I, I was always and, so impressed by people i was pretty wild and crazy in my youth but whenever i met people like that they just had no right like just no it's reservations the, like, yeah i was kind of yeah i was like All right, maybe this guy is the real deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does know alan ginsburg <laughs> did a lot it was really great we, yeah. we had such a fun time um just you know camping and um swimming in the river and it was 100 degrees a lot of the days but you know nice and dry and mm-hmm. just perfect swimming hole weather nice um, so you're so back to your van back to yeah your well situation. that's i mean that's you know one of the upsides of of being in there is i can be in different places it's totally so. mobile right yeah and so, you got everything fixed back up, and yeah, I when 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 that fire happened, 
it was, yeah, it was pretty terrible. And luckily I, I had a friend who was able to let me come and park it in front of his house and stay in his basement. Um, while I spent close to a month. Was that Ad um, and Wig? What's that? Was that Adam? Well, or, or was it was different. It was Mark, but oh, uh, okay. And then yeah, I I went over to their Airbnb to stay for part of that for part of that time. Okay. But, but I still was going over to Mark's every day to work on the van. So yeah, it took me me and the kid almost a month to sort of rebuild the whole interior. But now it's real cute. Yeah, you got yeah, you fixed it, it up nicely. Looks like a little like hillbilly shack in there. Nice, kind of because I, you know, I did it all with wood and and you know, that's got, awesome. Got, got wood floors and um, I want to see it. It's it's pretty sweet. I mean, you know, since COVID, I had been been having a lot of visitors in there, but uh, yeah. But, Do you what what was it like when you first downsized? Like, what was the feeling of going from a house into a very small space? Did it feel it, like you could? Did you feel like I might not be able to hack this or actually that, that's I'm surprised that it was not it it wasn't bad I mean it wasn't a huge like my surroundings stayed the same at least initially like I because I I am parked like right by by the old house so the neighborhood didn't change mm-hmm. um and you could come and go from the house for the most part or would you go there to spend uh, time with your boy or was it not the, no the... not 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 so much th- I mean I, yeah I, I He's able to walk back and forth between the two places. Yeah, and, and, but you, you wouldn't know, hang out there, not unless she's home. Like if they're if if they're all home, mm-hmm. yeah. She, uh, you know, she just wanted things to be as separate as as possible without, um, you know, we we keep it pretty casual. I still get the mail there, and and mm. you know, I still keep several bicycles and okay, <laughs> you know. I, a few things like that. that well, that's have, part of what have, I was wondering. Like, are there certain, like if you didn't have that, would it be, if I didn't have that, it, things would be harder. I mean, I would just have to get rid of a couple of bicycles and, um, and then I have some musical equipment strewn about at various people's houses mm-hmm. <laughs> too, but yeah. I, ha- I haven't actually had to get a storage space or anything. So I've kept it down to that manageable of a level. That's nice. And, I mean, I still have three guitars in there with me. You know, the, th- the three that I the play. The ones that survived. Yeah, yeah, the ones that survived and the ones that I actually play. You know, they're all different. There's a little travel guitar, an acoustic, and an electric. So, you know, I can, you know, and did I you... can justify the three. There, there are yeah. three different uses. Oh, you don't so, have to justify it to you know. me. <laughs> I more well, shit when you than... do, you know, when, when the space does get tight, you 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 have to, you know decide like you know what do i need yeah that's still i still have more in there than, than than what i need like i i feel like i keep about the same amount of food as i did back at the old house like, okay. like which is i don't need to keep that much in there but um but you can it's not I like can. taking over yeah you know, no it, it it's it's fine I, I i could be a little more efficient with my uh in in that regard was probably. there anything that was just really hard to part with um, e- either a, a possession or a, a setting or a, like a an experience. I mean, I really like I, I really like my backyard at, at the house. Yeah. there that was nice. But I'm, on the other hand, I'm I'm parked right on the park still. So, uh, you know, right where out you, the door is McLaren Park, which is huge. And, yeah. You know, uh, or you could go to Joshua Tree and make that yeah, your yard. And that's yeah. T- so two months out of the year is going to be my my plan for until I do 
move whatever the next thing is uh is yeah spend a month down there in the winter and and, and a month like someplace like you know the grass valley area mm-hmm. uh, nevada city around there because i love that river there it yeah. is it is the best swimming that's there. awesome and especially this year because it was because sometimes it can be a little cold but because the combination of it being extremely hot and it being pretty low mm. it was just like completely comfortable and you nice. know, just swimming all day long sort of scenario it was it was fun and you did that as a kid a lot so is that why it's not a whole lot not not as much as i i mean i've done it a lot way way more as an adult like huh. like you know the kid our kid's been lucky in that regard he's you know i, I probably went on like my whole childhood maybe five camping trips oh, okay he's been on like 50 yeah you know at least nice you know, like and just and you guys yeah. had a spot on the Russian River for a little while, right? Yeah, for ten years. Oh wow, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it it was. So your love of it came later. Is it? I mean, it's not. You're talking about it like well, it's kind at, of a vital. All, all my adult life, I've loved, you know, camping and, and yeah, being out. Yeah, uh, I'm the same way, and I, and it was. I had the same. Like I didn't do it much as a kid, and then I hit a certain age where I was like, how have I not been doing this forever? And and. Now I never want to give it up. Well, because camping in Texas also is it's a little hard. You know, yeah. It's either, you know, really super mosquito-y mm-hmm. or just like really hot. Or you're or, on some rancher's or, land or, or, or you're on some shot. Ra- <laughs> That's just, <laughs> all those things. I mean, it's, it's very nice places. Like Big Bend is, uh, is amazing. But um, California just kind of, I think, wins the camping prize. It's got a and, lot and, going and, on. And, and, what about opinion. Montana? Have you been to Montana? Well, I haven't. I haven't really been so much. I mean, I, I know. I've 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 driven sort of through the the area there. I haven't done a lot of camping up up in those areas. I know, like that's got to be very nice. But I, I think Glacier Park is one of the best places on earth. And uh, I have heard it's insane. It's so beautiful, and I would camp there months out of the year if I could. And maybe I will well, someday. You, you could. I mean, I know. Yeah, I can. I just have to change my life. You know. I mean, the Joshua Tree thing. I like. I was surprised that places like this actually still exist. But like the Big Dry Lake bed is just open game. You can just pull up there and set up a little. Is it BLM land? It's or? BLM. Yeah. Um, it's totally. You know, it's totally flat mm-hmm. and. Um, just, is there any water? Is there any natural water to no. you just bring everything in? <laughs> yeah, but I have, you know, the thing has a 40-gallon tank. Nice. Um, that, you know, I really just use for, you know, washing the dishes and stuff like that mm. uh, for the most part because I, I don't drink it out of there. Cause it's fine to drink it, but it, it has that, you know, tank flavor. Tank I'm, taste. I'm not, not too fond of that, that tank yeah. flavor. Did you get but, your uh, solar back up and running? Yeah, I did. I mean, I had to completely rebuild it. Um, and that's how you do all your electricity. And... Yeah, it's it's pl- well, in the dead of winter. That, that that's why I initially went to Joshua Tree in the, in the first place because I wasn't able to run my fridge in the mm. dead of winter because the sun is so low and and it's just you know it's just a lot less sun mm-hmm. here in the winter. Uh, but uh, so everything but the fridge. The fridge takes a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, computer, iPad, phone, lights. Uh, guitar fa- fans guitar you know all that stuff i've planted plenty because I, I built a a more old school but more robust like you know i have 
I can probably go four days without sun. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I got a pretty... You got a good battery pretty now? Pretty large. Well, I got four like giant old school batteries. I, did, I didn't go with lithium again. I was just too too scared after that. Uh, yeah, I would be that, too. That fire. I mean, I, I, I could also just, to, you know, to buy the equivalent of what I had um, that I bought from China, I... I I paid like six fifty to to buy like an American made one. It's like twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. so it's it's not close, right? <laughs> so, but, but it gets the job done. But yeah, but the old technology, you know, it it won't burst into flames. Okay, good. <laughs> and do you know how to work on cars? Like, can you fix the engine if you're out on in the middle old, of somewhere? On this van, probably like yeah. certainly not on anything new. It's yeah, all, it all requires like. You know, computers diagnostic and... com- computer stuff but um i built um a firebird hot rod when i, when I was in high school that was really my, my first car um, you built the built well the me and my and me the... and my cousin he he had he had a dodge dart and and i had the firebird and we worked on them together and uh, that's great you know not like extreme hot rod but you know like like tires and and headers and you so know, you knew how to do that you know, stuff. You know, four barrel carburetor. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Because it was, I mean, it's simple. You could just look in the, you could just, we just did it from a book, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, or Hot Rod Magazine or whatever. You yeah. Know, like, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was a pretty simple mechanism, really. I mean, a lot of parts. Right. But if but, you can keep track of them all. Yeah. Put them back the way you found <laughs> them. Exactly. And if, if you can read the, the diagram to, to a certain extent. But, yeah. But or, yeah, I mean, that's, you know. That's the, the way it still should be. But now, yeah, now I can't fix anything. I know. I, I sort of desperately want to get a vehicle that has an engine I could With work the, on. It has to be pre-1993. That's when it at all least went. That's, at least that's true for BMW. Because I had a 91 BMW that was pre-computer. Mm. And that, that car was so great. Like, so simple and... yeah. Um, you could actually access things without getting yeah, up on a lift. Really, and... really, like, just ma- I mean, it was German. I guess it just made a lot, lot of sense. It was simple and, and just never broke down. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, all the you know the newer ones with all the computer stuff, they're known to break down. Even the BMWs a lot. Yeah, and mechanics so, don't even know they have to just hook it up to this machine <laughs> that they paid twenty thousand dollars for just to read the signals, and they don't always know what the problem is. Yeah. Like cause it'll tell you what the oh, it looks like. Right, it'll give you fine. like a number. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, you're within the range of normal, but but it's not working. Like what's not? What is it that's not working? Oh, yeah. I don't know. We're so, gonna have to take the whole thing apart. So now I do. I I I I did find out. It, it I had to drive on some pretty bad roads up around the river this summer and the whole front end of the van needs to be redone so that's going to be mm. i'm going to work on that i think uh, so we'll see if i can still <laughs> if you still know how <laughs> if i can still work on a vehicle yeah but do you so do you feel like do you see yourself staying in this type of situ- i mean i know you want to well, stay near your kid but in terms of being in a van is that something you could know. do I mean, for a long time? Or? I, I kind of, I mean, I feel like I could. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with the situation now because I don't really want any more. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, in terms of space or yeah, stuff. In ter- or yeah, anything. in terms of really much of anything. Like, um, I mean, yeah, and 
and I haven't figured out really what, what the next thing's going to be, but I kind of figured I got four years uh, mm -hmm. to figure that to out. To think about it. Yeah. Well, I thought that four years ago and then it just showed up. I like, know. Like I know. In an well, instant. I'm like, what? I no, it, well, I haven't changed. I haven't figured anything out yet. Time certainly. Yeah. The three years of middle school went like nothing. So it's just evaporating before our eyes. It really is. And people tell you that, like people warn you when you're becoming a parent, like, oh, it's going to go fast, but it goes 10 times faster than any warning I ever got. Oh, it, it is true. But, and I also, well. What, what's it like having her gone? It's away? bizarre. I mean, yeah. it's in way, well, I'm such a solitary person that I, you know, I, I definitely miss her and I walk by her empty room 50 times a day. And right. it's, that's weird. That's... And I, there, are, there are things, like most of my obligations revolved around her. So with those gone, there, there are some parts of it that I was like, oh, I, I can kind of just do whatever I want anytime, you know, aside from work, which is right. not that many hours a day. Um, but so I don't, I don't. So there is some upside. That's the upside. The downside yeah. is like, it's my baby and she's not I here know. anymore. And I, you know, she's my only kid. And for 18 years straight, that's all I was focused on uh, in terms of like what really matters. Right, right. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, it's still years away and I already feel like, yeah, that's gonna freak me out. It's a, a big. It feels like a big loss, uh, but she's doing so well and having such right. a good time that I'm totally. That's what you want. Yeah, so. I'm so relieved yeah. and I'm so gra grateful that it's not. You know, it could have been a really shitty. You know, if she went to college and hated it or was lonely or was you know right. homesick or whatever, I would be feeling terrible. Like if she was that far away and not enjoying it, I'd be feeling really bad probably daily. But she's really having a great time, so I feel oh, good. That's good. And I want her to have her own life. And I think it's, I think, well, in some ways, it's she's better off without, like, she doesn't need to be around me and my energy <laughs> all the time, you know? Right, yeah. I'm, I can be depressive and, and, you know, without meaning to be, I can be sort of oppressive, probably, um, just because I'm particular about, the way I like things and you know, I don't, I don't think I'm a super nitpicky strict dad, but um, I'm sure there are things that I could have been a little easier going about. Like I, 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 I mean, I also beat myself up a lot for all kinds of things. So whatever, I know that I've shown her all the love that I can possibly give and I'm, and I still do constantly and I check in with her daily and, um, so I'm not worried about that. I don't think I messed right. up in that way. But there are things that I didn't do that I think I or I could have done them differently. And you know, yeah, but I'm not going to wallow in that. <laughs> you know. But when, when I when I think thoughts like that, I, I I just think about like the like my generation growing up and like just just how different mm -hmm. you know for 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 good or bad, but just how 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 much more I think parents are involved. In, in, in their child's lives than you know I so much more so much more like, yeah for uh, me that's the well yeah for better or worse for better for better or worse there's definitely it, things I liked about like when I was a kid like having free reign me just too like go all over and my I, I had it yeah yeah and and I coming from two household like I had, my parents split up when I was two or two and a half mm -hmm. or something and so there was a lot of time spent 
you know, at one place or the other or in between. Right. And the in between was all my time. Like that was, I, I didn't even have to really say, I would say like I'm going to my friend's house after right. school and then I'd be there for hours for, and hours. And, yeah, like know. all day. Yeah. yeah. Like you have no idea where, where Yeah, where never was. had to check in, you know, until dinner time or whatever. Or you but, just had to let them know like you're still alive when the sun goes down. Right. But that's, I mean, but the trade-off is that, you know, his, he's experience wise, it's his, his childhood has been so much richer. Yeah. You know, just all, all the food and all the travel and, you know, all and just having the, his parents there, like in, yeah, in front of him like talking to all him. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, God, he, he's a, he's a fine, interesting person to hang around. I got, I got to say. That's but awesome. He's great to talk with that's amazing yeah that's it's a beautiful thing to have a good relationship with your kid it is and uh and to yeah i don't i'm still the horizon's wide open for my girl so i don't even know what to expect or what you know where she's going to land or what she's going to do or any of it but i don't it's it doesn't matter to me i'm just supportive of her following whatever it is and uh and that's that's another thing I'm grateful for generationally that like there's parents seem to be supportive of their kids yeah that, without that, that's all the restrictions and like you need to do this and you need to do I feel like we we've actually advanced as a society and in, 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 in that in that regard like yeah it 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 feels like yeah like parenting is is for I mean I guess once again maybe for better and worse but there's a lot more intentionality yeah sort of you know and I think it's, kids, it's, it's not, it's not just like, you know, pop them out and let them go. <laughs> yeah. Or do what you're, do what we yeah. tell you to do or right. do what we right. did. Like do what, right. you know, I, I always resisted that as a kid, like the right. idea of tradition and like, we do this because you're supposed to. Right. You know, We're a lot more accepting of, of, you know, letting them. Let, let them choose, let yeah. them be the guide, which is, you know, they're going to have a much better time in life. I think if they get to make some of their own decisions. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially when, you know, at least at this stage in life, there's so few that, that he really does get to make. Yeah. So, yeah. well, Oh, it's good. He got the, in the summer, he got to drive a truck on a dirt road. So that was that nice. Was like, and ride in the back of one too. So that was, uh, that's, those are that like a little taste. Solid of memories. Yeah. 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 And shoot a gun. Oh, really? You <laughs> yeah. Did? We met a, we met a, a fellow called Dave up there who was kind of the the campsite uh mayor uh-huh. uh, sort of super power redneck guy yeah who, who he had all the stuff like the, the the big ATV and and you know the rifle but then he also had a couple, a couple of the two like tiniest rat dogs that would they would ride around in front of his ATV as he'd drive around the campsite nice. it was That's he was awesome. he was a pretty crazy and kind of cool guy I love it because he, he showed up like we'd been in the campsite for about four days and there hardly were any other people in, in there. And he showed up and, and immediately he was like, I am going to go and get my trailer and I'm going to set up here. <laughs> <laughs> and like the next day, came, like he already had the big truck and the ATV there. And he went and, and brought in this little canned ham trailer uh-huh. uh, and set up and like 
put got a generator going strung up lights all over the place and like you know the next the next night he had like a, a party there all all these folks came out and <laughs> so he he would he move around from site to site he and... he pretty much set up and 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 well we we were in a in, in a pretty good site when uh, the second to best site there mm-hmm. and um when he first showed up there was no site at all so we let him camp in part of our site because it was big mm-hmm. um next night we moved out and he'd, he'd set up there and he, he he basically took that site and uh but he you know he also did a lot of improvements there were all these like trees that were falling down and stuff he bu- busted out his train chainsaw and <laughs> chopped them all up and you know made firewood for everybody so he would he, he would go into town and get ice for us he was a real asset wow in fact you know our friend's car broke down and and he he that's why why he got to drive the truck because it was his his big old diesel truck uh was it hit? Uh, was it Dave that offered Dave, he, to he, let him? He was him... just like, "Yeah, take my truck into town." That's amazing. <laughs> like down, down like a three mile, like really steep dirt road, and then like you know three, four more miles into town. But was it uh, Dave that said it was Dave? Let like, him yeah. drive, or was it you that said? No, he's like, "Yeah, let him, let him drive." He let him drive the ATV too. That's awesome. And, yeah, it was, it was a fun time. Making memories. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's really cool that you get to do that with your boy and um it's yeah i've definitely been fortunate enough to have the time mm-hmm. uh, you know covid added a lot of extra yeah bits of that um well and just the fact well, that you're not slaving away just to pay rent yeah know, i mean that that's that opens up that's your life the, it's the, the saving grace yeah right now because um yeah not not getting rich around here. No. <laughs> well, someday you might see me pull up uh, on your street with a with a similar vehicle. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Well, you can park right behind me because that's that's the thing. Is actually what made me think of it in the first place is that there were several. It was before like everyone was. There were hundreds of them all over the streets like yeah. there are now. Yeah. Like there was a few, you know, around the park there because it's kind of a perfect spot. It's um, flat and and those few open. are like like. They've been there for years, and they're still there, mm-hmm. actually. But there's still not that many. There's still only maybe there's two or three that that kind of make the rounds there. Have, um, you, have you ever driven out past uh, like where um, on the other side of SF State? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like that's, that's the that's all it is. Oh, well, have you ever have you gone out to Candlestick Point? Not recently, there? but I that, heard that's also like that. Well, that's like the. That's like the tenderloin version of, okay. of the, like the one out at state, like seems pretty like, you know, well set up and, and, and kind of clean. Yeah. The one, the one out, uh, you should, you should ride, if you ride your bike around town. No, but I'll no. get, I'll get over there. It's, it's a fun place to ride out to. Cause it's, it is, it's wild. It's like planet of the apes out there. <laughs> it is like, just like the junkiest falling apart, like trailers. And then like one guy has made just a literal, like, almost block long junkyard there with just like bike parts and just just it's just his own r- private compound it is like major sanford that's son. awesome like, i uh, want to go down there i've actually been going out and taking photos of homeless people and out, like talking to them and it'd be a good place to take photos i mean it's it's a little grim out there but but actually that that's where they're, they're going to make the official like they're making an official city sponsored place for 150 of them oh wow so you'll actually get like a permit and you can yeah you camp can park, there. You can, you can park there. They're going to have electricity and showers wow. and 
all oh, that stuff, which know. is, you know, that, that is good because they, they do like the place out at candlestick is too gnarly right now. Yeah. It's, it's not safe. Yeah. I mean, it, at the same time, it's like anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like, Mad it Max really style. looks, it, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like nice to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went, yeah. That's what I think of Detroit sometimes when I think of like, cause you could get a plot of land or a house even uh-huh. for not much money but there's nothing around like there's mm-hmm. nothing you don't really know what goes on once you know when the sun goes down yeah that's i mean out there because it's so kind of far out beyond everything else too like there isn't anything out there really. right you know since they tore the stadium down right and it, you know there's been a construction zone there for years now that talking about building this giant condo development but it still hasn't really exactly gone anywhere it doesn't yeah look like so might as well make that the the. the it's a good spot. You know, for, maybe impose a little bit of rule. On yeah, it. maybe. <laughs> Need Dave to go down there and straighten <laughs> some shit out down there, and yeah, and like the uh, mayor of Candlestick Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Cool, man. Well, how how do you uh, how are you feeling? Well, what, where where are we at? Like hour and a half, probably. Or, yeah, close. Eighty minutes. Yeah, Eighty minutes. Anything That's, you didn't talk about that you would like? Well, to? I mean, there's. There's, there's always more stuff, but you know maybe we can do a part two sometime. Yeah, that sounds good. So I'm supposed to go over to Mark's and watch the Warriors game. What time is it now? It's uh ten to seven. Ten to seven. Okay. You got yeah, time? it's probably a good time to wrap it up. Cool. Yes. All right, man. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you. It's yeah. Good to was, see you in, that was in person. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll pick when, it up again. When, uh, when are we gonna go to air? Well, that's a good question. It's a, it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little. And what is the name of your podcast? It's called "I Love You Anyway." Okay, because I tried. It, to, I tried to look it up and I could not find it. Oh, really? But I was looking. I was looking up under your name, and boy, there's a lot of Justin Whites that have a podcast. Did you know how how many there are? I I I'm afraid to look because I already I had to change the name. Well, I was planning to change the name, sort of, but then somebody stole the name and copied my logo oh and and denied copying it when i reached out to him. and um rude so, yeah so i changed i i was ready anyway it used to yeah. be called outspoken and when oh, I, and okay. when i started it i was really careful to make sure there were no other uh-huh. podcasts by that name and now there are probably 10 of there's them there's probably a bunch yeah because it's kind yeah. of a good name but it was but yeah. the new name's a good name too thank but you I, but i didn't know what it was so i i, I looked for you and there's like there's one about being a, a good like HR person. There's <laughs> there's one about um, just generally like like life coaching. I think uh-huh. and, and, like, there's a few, there's a few sort of along that. There might be a religious one. I think probably. Uh, yeah, it's hard with my last name to, to your to name stand and my out. name. I know, like yeah. You know. Well, that's why I spell it J V S T I N on some of my uh, social media to to differentiate. All right. So, but I'll, well, I'll, I'll wanted, set you I wanted up. to listen, but but I uh, I didn't. I get thought to I anything. sent you the link, but maybe did you? I yeah. don't. I, don't th- I think I don't it. Know. I think it's in your text, but it's okay. Okay, you can go back, but I'll yeah. I'll let you know when it's gonna when it's gonna go live. All right. Hopefully, it'll be soon. It's just a matter of when I can. Yeah. Muster I, the yeah. time and energy. I hear you. But I really appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about what yeah, you did. Yeah. Life lived. <laughs> Life lived. <laughs> Live loud. Before you get onto this last time, live, laugh, love, l- lie, Le- and leave. Live, laugh, leave. Live, laugh, leave. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
I want to make that movie. <laughs> Still with Julia Roberts. So. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. It's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. Yeah, it's the sequel to Get Out. All right. Cool, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. listening everybody that's my friend bill hunt and thank you bill for talking Um, i had a really good time and apologies if i interjected too much listening back i realized i was jumping in a lot but i guess that shows my uh eagerness to connect and uh feel human again so thank you for that um I want to announce the music. Uh, the The first song was from the inimitable Captain Fatass, um, an amazing band made up of several of my friends. And uh, Bill wrote that song. It's called Grown Ups Are Lucky, which happens to be the name of uh, another member of the band's podcast. And if you want to uh, hear some brilliant short fiction and some very uh, ingenious and funny social commentary and comedy. Uh, please go check that out. Grown Ups Are Lucky, created by my dear friend Jason Porter, who has also been the guest on the show um, way back when. You'll have to go look for his episode. I can't remember the number. Jason P., back when it was called Outspoken. Um... What else? Oh, I wanted to... I made a comment about um, taking pictures of homeless people, and it sounded sort of patronizing, and I just want to make sure that it's clear that I don't just... I'm not trying to exploit anyone in any way. Um, I want to document the homelessness issue in this city because it's gotten to be unbelievably bad, as we talked about a bit here. Uh, And I also want to engage with people who are living without a home uh, and offer them some semblance of dignity and humanity and, um, you know, let them know that I consider them my brothers and sisters. Um, So when I go down there, I actually bring stuff. I've brought tents and sleeping bags and clothes and shoes and stuff like that. Um, And when I take pictures, I do feel like I'm sort of, you know, they're candid shots. Uh, I've done some portraits too, but uh, part of it is just as a photographer, artist type person, I wanna wanna do some street photography. And, um, but also, like I said, to just demonstrate what's going on here so people become more aware of it. Um, And if I ever do make any money from any photos that I've taken, I will bring it back to the community, I assure you. Um, So that's that. And the last thing I want to say, because I never actually say this on the podcast, and I should have been saying it from the beginning, but um, if you wouldn't mind going to whichever platform you listen on, 
be it Apple Podcasts or what have you, uh, and rate five stars or however many stars or whatever you can do, um, and subscribe and uh, leave comments and all of that stuff because it's it really helps me. Uh, it helps the search engines find this podcast, and if people are looking for something to listen to, then this won't be hiding in the closet like it has been for years. So, um, all right. I love you all. You and you and you and you and you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.